Welcome to the Communication Mastery Podcast with me, Mark Berlinson. We're on a journey together to improve our communication mastery in all kinds of settings, at work, at home, uh, in the community, and we're learning the art and the science of communication so that we can tackle difficulties and grow our mastery together. So I'm your communication coach, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of our first season of the Communication Mastery Podcast. It's great to be with you again, and today we're going to talk about effective team meetings. And I can almost hear the groans from some of you. Uh, don't you just hate team meetings sometimes? I, as I think back in my career, uh, I've had team meetings that I've been part of that I've really enjoyed. I've had team meetings that I've been part of that I've really dreaded. And uh, as I've learned more about communication, I've come to understand some principles that will help us to have more effective team meetings because teamwork is always valuable. It, it, it builds your, uh, your journey towards your goals. It, it helps you to work together. It draws in all of the strengths that each person has to offer. And uh, so teamwork's vital in all the things that we're doing whether you're talking about just the teamwork between two or three friends working on something together, or whether you're talking about business-level teamwork with whole departments or whole divisions. And uh, oxygen is vital for us in our physical bodies, but I like to say this, and this is today's takeaway, really. Um, oxygen, uh, excuse me, communication is the oxygen of teamwork. So growing my communication skills, growing my communication mastery is always going to benefit my team because communication is the oxygen of teamwork. And a team that doesn't have good communication is going to be like someone who's short of breath all the time. Uh, like when you're you know, climbing a steep hill and you're just breathless and you can't move forward as fast as you'd like to. Uh, we don't want that with our teamwork. And so today, that's what we're going to focus on, is having effective team meetings where communication flows smoothly, uh, where the, the different folks with their different communication styles are all included, uh, so that uh, you don't get the kind of problems that you have so often with team meetings. Where, you know, Some team members monopolize the conversation. Some team members don't participate at all. Uh, some can only see their own viewpoint, and that raises conflicts, and then you have to navigate those. Or, or some people, uh, they avoid conflict at all costs, uh, and so you, they never reveal their own views. Uh, they're always agreeing with what everybody else is saying. And you, any of those problems will uh, minimize the value of your teamwork and your team meetings. So if you're a team leader, you have the potential to dramatically improve the, the, uh, the productivity of your team meetings and therefore the, the outcomes for your team, meeting your goals, uh, fulfilling your vision, uh, if you apply some of these principles. But even if you're a team member, you can recognize some of this stuff and maybe make some suggestions for the next team meeting uh, or maybe even suggest to uh, your team leader, hey, why don't we get a communication coach in to help us be even more effective than we are? This is not just a solution for people with major problems. Uh, very often I love working with teams who are already doing well, but we are able to tweak things and enable them to do even better, maximize their potential. It's great and rewarding to do that. So let's think about a team meeting. And one of the things that's important for, uh, for the person leading the meeting or for the team to agree on is to recognize that many people within that team 
will have a more emotive communication style. They, they communicate through feelings. Uh, they need their feelings to be connected for the team meeting to be uh, fruitful for them, for them to be engaged. So they'll, they'll score more highly, talking in life languages terms, now they'll score more highly in the responder and influencer life languages. So it's important to engage these folks first because if they're engaged, then you're going to benefit tremendously from the, the creativity and the enthusiasm that these communication styles can bring to the team. And obviously, we need creativity if we're going to reach our goals to include everybody. But we also need that enthusiasm and encouragement to embrace other members of the team who are different and to draw their, com their contributions into the picture as well. And so if you engage these emotive styles at the beginning of the meeting, uh, then you're going to benefit tremendously. So take some time, first of all, for, you know, for personal interaction. Uh, how is everybody doing? How are each of you doing? Not just a generic, how's everybody doing? Everybody says fine, and then we move on to the practical details. This is something a little more, um, a little more impactful than that, where you actually go around, and maybe you'd ask the team to say, hey, why don't you, you tell all of us one really great thing from an area that you really care about? Uh, that's, that's relevant to the team. Uh, not just, uh, is everybody doing okay? But ask each person to engage with their, with their memories and their emotions to bring something positive and encouraging to the table so everyone starts out on a strong note of feeling included. Another angle that can help with uh, including the emotive communication styles is affirmation. Uh, it's very important if you're the team leader to give affirmation. A little affirmation goes a very long way in strengthening and bonding your team together. Some of your team members won't mind if there isn't any, but a lot of them will really flourish if there is some. It doesn't need to be all the time. It doesn't need to be kind of stroking their egos or whatever. But if you are able to say something to specific team members um, where it's genuine but it's personal, uh, I really appreciated your hard work for that last project. Or uh, thank you for the ways that you helped us overcome challenges with what we've been working on. Or, or even if it's just, I saw how well you interacted with that person, whether it's a supplier or a customer uh, or a client or, or another team member. Just to notice those things as a team leader is very valuable because a person being affirmed will always be on board with what your vision is and what your goals are. And so personal interaction also gives you insight into your team members. It gives you a feel for where they're, where they're at. Um, and if you're not strong in emotive communication, uh, that's an area that you can work on improving simply by understanding these different styles and looking for how are they doing. And you can measure the impact on your team members of the activities of the team between meetings <clears throat> if you'll engage those emotive styles first. So we've got the, the enthusiasts and the creatives, the feelers on board for our team meeting. Where do we go next? Well, the next thing to do is then to begin to look into the, the goals and the vision and the projects, whatever. Uh, we're moving into practical details in a way that looks, first of all, at where we're aiming for. What, what is our target? Uh, what is our goal with this meeting? Uh, what is our goal as a team? And this is where some of the cognitive uh, communication styles really begin to shine. 
Remember that no one person is one of these three styles uh, or one of these seven languages. Uh, all of us have that blend of all seven. And so you'll find that having engaged some of the folks who are strong in the emotive languages, they may well have a cognitive language that's very valuable to the team as maybe their second or third language, but it's still strong enough that that will come out because they've been connected into the team's discussions, into the team's interaction. So you can begin to ask about goals, begin to clarify plans, uh, identify the, the, the end from the beginning and, and have those who are strong in working out steps towards the goal to begin to make their contributions, uh, but also begin to draw in information on resources and what are we managing here? What, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the productivity um, measurements in our discussion? Uh, what resources do we need to maximize? Which resources are we lacking? Uh, how can we make the most of what we have? What are the financial considerations? It'll vary depending on what you're working on as a team. But in order to bring the team together, you do need to look at those practical details with accuracy, uh, but also with honesty. And there will be people within the team that as you recognize that they have a skill in maybe being resourceful, or maybe in, uh, in strategizing, you can draw on their skills to help the team as a whole to move forward, even if things may not be as perfect as you'd like them to be uh, as far as resources or, or clarity go. And uh, the other thing to remember is that there are, there are uh, among the folks who love to think, there are those who, um, who will uh, be the ones who love to think for the sake of thinking. These are the ones that if you give them time, they'll come up with things that others would have missed. They'll get below the surface. They'll be able to see the essence of what it is we're doing, not just strategize, not just manage resources, but also to discover fresh uh, and uh, deep insights that can be included into the picture. Now, as you do this, remember you've already engaged the emotive uh, folks and um, remember that creativity and encouragement can both be very helpful to the cognitive processes of focusing in on goals and strategies and details and resources. So make sure you balance those two uh, by keeping it professional, uh, not getting too stuck into just feelings, but not getting so detail-oriented that we forget about the creativity and enthusiasm and encouragement that can help us to make the most of what we have. After you've had your meeting, you may find that some of those deep thinkers uh, come up with fresh ideas. So remember to leave the door open for people to come back to you not to maybe disagree with decisions that have been made, but to add to what you've seen as a team if something fresh comes up. Uh, sometimes I've been in meetings where we've reached a conclusion and the door on that, that discussion has been closed so firmly that an insight later that could have helped gets lost because it's not welcome. So remember to make sure that there's room for those who think more slowly because they think more deeply to bring their thoughts to the table, even if it's after a conclusion. I'm not suggesting that we leave every decision open for being re-decided at a later date, uh, but I am saying that we need to make sure we don't miss some of those what seem like uh, insignificant or fringe details, but actually some of those things can make a huge difference. 
I recall several times on uh, on different boards that I've served on where a detail has come out after we've reached a decision that's enabled us to modify that decision slightly and be much more effective because somebody who's a very deep thinker has come up with an insight that they couldn't reach in the meeting because there wasn't the space or the time to do that. And it's a very valuable trait yeah, to have in your team, to have at least somebody who's strong in that area and to make sure they feel the permission to, to bring their insights at a later date. So that whole stage of focusing on the details, focusing on the practical, developing strategy, it gives you data, it gives you metrics for you to measure the effectiveness of your, of your plans and of your strategy as you move forward as a team. And it sets out the steps for you to take as well. Remember, some of your thinkers will be very, very good at being able to stick to the plan even if it doesn't work right away, even if it doesn't show results immediately. So now you're beginning to have most of your team on board because most of us have at least one of the emotive languages and at least one of the thinking languages fairly high uh, in our profiles uh, in the life languages. But remember, there is that third category of communication, and that's the action-oriented communicators, the action-oriented people, the practical people. And so um, as we move into those kinetic styles, uh, it's best to start with asking for the practical details that arise from the plans that we're beginning to make, from the strategies, from the, the metrics, from the resources that we've uh, identified, what are some of the practical details? So practically speaking, what do we need to do uh, as our steps towards what we're doing? Or what might we miss? Uh, or how can we finish this well? How are we going to draw this to a conclusion um, without missing any of the details that are included in whatever we're doing? I realize I'm speaking generically, but I'm hoping you can apply this to different settings uh, according to the nature of your team. And then finally, having looked at practical details and the things that others might miss in, in the action category, not the insight category, um, then we come uh, and conclude our team meeting by asking for leadership, by looking for those who are going to be the, uh, the, the ones who will lead the charge, the ones who will uh, take action in order to innovate and to move us forward towards the goals we've set, towards the things that we're doing as a team. And if we have those stronger personalities in the team who want to make things better all the time, we can direct them to bring the rest of us with them as we charge forward. If you're the team leader, I trust that you have that particular um, skill, that particular ability within your skill set so that you obviously will be the leader of the team moving forward. But it's important that the team leader not be the only one leading the charge. Because if you're not careful, you can be 10 steps ahead of your team in making it work and making it happen and find you've left the rest of them behind. We don't want, um, we don't want martyrs in our teamwork. We want leaders. And leaders are usually only one or two steps ahead of the team they're leading. So bring in the other uh, members of the team and call on that strength in each of them. Even if it's only a minor part of their profile, they can still exhibit those leadership uh, standard-bearing traits uh, that are so essential to accomplish what we've discussed so that we don't leave the meeting 
with everyone else is going to do stuff or, or we'll wait and see how this works out. We all leave the meeting with a sense of we can do this and we're going to take this first step together right away. That kind of motivation makes a huge difference to effective team meetings. The seven life languages all have a part to play in this process, and I've kind of alluded to them as we've gone through. But the more that you understand the qualities of each language, the more you, uh, the more you dig into that knowledge about each language that's revealed in your profile, but it's also uh, specified in the, in the quick reference guide that I've mentioned before on this podcast, the more you get familiar with the different qualities of the different languages, the more able you will be whether as a team member or as a team leader, to, to really leverage all of those qualities into the work of your team and into the effectiveness of your team meetings. And I'd love to hear from you about the challenges that you've faced uh, in, in team leading or the challenges you've faced in team meetings. How did you overcome those challenges? What did you draw on? What would have helped you to succeed? Uh, who did you draw from as a resource to your team? Uh, or as a resource to your leadership? Who did you bring in and how did that help? Let me know because it really helps me to help others to hear back from you in that way. All of this uh, dynamic uh, was uh, also a process in the ebook that's available on my website through the introductory resource package. It's only uh, $9.99 on my website. That introductory resource bundle is a great resource to you. But the dynamics are in my ebook, A Business Communication Parable. And you'll see how the team leader in that setting was able to leverage what we've been talking about to reach an effective outcome and then to celebrate with her team what they'd achieved together. I've still got a few spaces in my schedule this fall for businesses who want to benefit from communication mastery. And so reach out to me if you'd like to grab one of those spaces and cause your team to be even more effective. That's it for this episode. Uh, so we'll see you again for episode 10. So thank you for joining me for this episode of the Communication Mastery Podcast. If this has been helpful to you, please leave a rating and a review because that helps me to get the word out. You can also share it with your friends and encourage them to subscribe. I'd love to hear your feedback. Give me your suggestions for future episodes. You can connect with me through my website at www.markburlinson.com. I'm your communication coach and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. See you next time.